This episode is sponsored by Natural Mat, an organic bed and mattress company based on the banks of the River X in Devon. Natural Mat controls the whole process of making, from collecting organic wool to sending out the finished product in its own vans. You can visit a Natural Mat showroom in the Cotswolds, Chiswick or Devon, or log on to naturalmat.co.uk. It is a little bit of a leap into the future, a bit beyond maybe what people may expect, but it certainly threads in the notions of respecting you know, that past and recognising you know, that glamorous era and taking elements from that and reimagining them in new ways. Welcome to House Guest with me, Carol Annett, Interiors Editor at Country and Townhouse magazine. Here I chat to those clever creatives behind the houses, hotels and brands you see in glossy magazines like ours. Guests include interior designers and architects, as well as celebrities dipping their toe into the world of decorating. My house guest today is Jason Stewart of David Collins Studio, and we are in Liverpool. We've just been around the Cunard exhibition, which is running until September. And David Collins Studio, very excitingly, are part of the design... For the whole of Queen Anne. For the whole... For... <laughs> well, not all of it, but obviously yeah. kind of part of it. So the new ship that Cunard is launching next year, the Queen Anne currently being built in a shipyard just outside Venice. Correct, yes. Um, and David Collins Studio is designing about the third of the interiors. I would say, yeah, space. it's kind of broken down into kind of three segments. Uh, I think overall, kind of proportionately, I think we've got, um, you know, a lot of lovely hero spaces in the ship. So, yes, uh, we're responsible for 18 areas in total. 16 of those are public spaces and uh, two of those areas are kind of top high-end suites. And um, a massive coup for David Collins' studio, because normally you are renowned for hotel interiors, but this is the first ship that you have been involved with. It is, yes. The studio's done a few yachts in the past, uh, but this is the first time doing a large-scale cruise ship maritime project for the studio and for me personally as well. So, yeah, very, very exciting opportunity. And am I right in thinking that one of the reasons that the studio was brought on board was, so to speak, was um, was that you hadn't worked on any previous ships? Yes, I think that was part of the appeal to Cunard as a brand to work with us, being very well established in the kind of luxury interior design market. And we certainly came to the project when we started in 2018 with lots of new thinking on how to approach shipyard design and these different, you know, uh, signature Cunard spaces. And uh, that's that's been a, an interesting journey in itself as one echelon of many in this project. I mean, the launch of a new ship is an absolutely massive undertaking. I mean, the fact that you have been on board the project since 2018, you know, we're now 2023. I mean, it's slightly mind-boggling. Yes, as everyone probably in the interior design industry is well aware of, you know, everything is very upfront and the focus up, up front at the concept stage is very consuming and that's where a lot of energy goes. But I think... So the latter stages of a project when, you know, hotels or restaurants or ships are being actually built, the attention maybe tends to kind of sway a little bit. But it's, it's very important in these stages right now uh, that we are, you know, very, very involved in, you know, right across the, the shipyard construction and, and what is coming to fruition from our early concepts. So we're in Liverpool, which is where, and the archive is here as well. Am I right in thinking Cunard, their history and heritage started in Liverpool in around 1840, 
Um, and there is a Cunard building here. Yes. As well as in New York. Yes. Yes, that's right. This is the home for Cunard as a city. As, as a, a shipbuilding. Yes. I mean, I think traditionally, obviously, the shipyards here, you know, were in the past, obviously, a, a big part of the city as they were in Glasgow and the Clyde. You know, there's a lot of shipbuilding going on there as well. And lots of Cunard ships were also built in Glasgow. But yeah, to have the home of the archive here and the kind of original birthplace of Cunard is very special. And to have such a vast amount of material readily available to go through is, is, is also great. And obviously we saw the archive material in January 2018 when we first started the project. So that was the first thing you did was you came to Liverpool and visited the archive? That was, yeah. So we were brought onto the project. You were introduced to the to the ship and the uh, you know initial plans of the, of the of the ship. And how much was of it was built at that stage? So the outline plans at, at the very beginning of that stage is are I guess a kind of shell of a ship because uh, you know there's a certain model and a certain type of ship that is purchased by a brand and and that is the kind of base model that you're given. So it's very different to kind of land based projects. Well. Essentially, you know, every building is unique on land, I guess. Whereas in ships, they can come in batches of five and they're built in a similar way, but they can be modified to an extent. So right at the start, we had the very basic outline plans. It's like buying a kit car, isn't it? A little bit, yeah. And you kind of <laughs> modernise it or don't touch it that much or do. We obviously wanted to knock it all down and do something completely new. But which, in terms of the interiors, that is not the actual ship. Uh, just to make that clear. But yeah, I think that was the first thing. We rolled this kind of massive roll of paper along the you know table in our in our studio in, in London and you know looked at the extent of our areas and, and just the, the breadth and you know just you know how it all worked um you know operationally. But the very next thing we did the week after was, you know, with Francis here at Cunard is uh have a visit, uh not only for myself but our directors and members from the design team as well, you know, who have been involved in the project from the very start. So it's been very interesting today to come back again since 2018. And to meet the same uh, lovely lady at uh, the archive there who first presented all these things to us and uh, also vice versa for her to see the designs today and the, the development of the design which we started was again a very nice full circle kind of story actually for me to uh, get that kind of recognition back and that was good she said they, she thought they looked very nice so that's nice and what struck me is that cruising in a way is still there's still a glamour about it. So much of our travel nowadays, you know, particularly airline travel, has lost that glamour. So really, when it comes to a cruise ship, you want to maintain that glamour. And, and a lot of the, the designs that I've, I've seen today for um, your images that you've put together in the mood boards and stuff, it it is incredibly glamorous. But there's, there's more of a comfort factor, I think, than it, it's a bit more relaxed glamour. Yes, Definitely. That's definitely very true. You know, I think our first iterations of some of the designs for Queen Anne, uh, when we first presented our concepts, it did hark back to, you know, that kind of original, authentic kind of glamour, that, you know, the transatlantic journey in the Art Deco era. And it was a touch maybe too traditional in terms of what we presented it, maybe a touch too glamorous, shall we say. But certainly, yes, there is that thread that, that exists throughout all of the designs that we you know, are, are responsible for on, on the ship. But yeah, I think in terms of the brand and its placement and thinking about the future and, you know, the real kind of old school Cunarders who know the brand from the past, it is a little bit of a leap into the future, a bit beyond maybe what people may expect, but it's certainly the threads and the notions of respecting that past and recognising that glamorous era back in the day and 
and taking elements from that and reimagining them in new ways. And there's a number of ways that we have done that, but uh, certainly the storytelling is there for that for that factor. Just tell us which rooms you have looked after. Uh, so I think to, to name a few, the, the kind of main grand atrium space, the, the grand lobby, uh, which Cunard to call it, uh, as soon as you come on board the ship. So it's a very, you know, signature space, which everyone recognises uh, on a Cunard vessel when you arrive. And it's also a space that's actually been, I think compared to other brands, being lost with other vessels because that space has been given up to, you know, revenue making areas. And so it's, it's lovely that this is an element that's been retained within the brand. So I'd say that's one of the best, if not, you know, the hero signature venue uh, that we're responsible for. We're also then responsible for a number of F&B outlets and uh, we're designing the um, Britannia restaurant, which is at the aft of the ship. The is that the front or the back? That's the back, the back, sorry, the <laughs> aft, yes, sorry, the back. Thank you. Forward back, sorry, yes, it's, it's the back, which is, you know, a, a huge restaurant, it's over 1,100 covers, amazing concept cocktail bar such as the chart room and the Commodore Club, which is, you know, the top deck, you know, looking out to sea and set at the front of the ship with obviously the, the jazz band there playing away and the kind of signature cocktails all based on the previous seven old Commodores of Cunard. So who would name the cocktails? Who would devise the cocktails? Do you have, would you be involved in down to that detail? No, I think Cunard is a brand, you know, they're very, very descript. They have all of these brands and, and places on board the vessels from, from before that have been very successful. And the new lease of life that they develop internally as a brand for the next for the Queen Anne is just a development of what's gone before. We, I think there is obviously a, a touch point between ourselves as interior designers and how that brand ties in. So there are little elements of the design or the concepts that we create, which then might tie in with, you know, the menus, for example, or the, the typeface or, you know, a little kind of shape or quirk on the, on the background of the cocktail menu. So for example, you know, the chart room bar is linked to kind of celestial chart mapping. And uh, there's a certain kind of pattern that we've developed within the design that's being used on the menus there. But, you know, generally that the branding site to, to the areas is, is very much led by, by Cunard, but we, we collaborate with them and, and it's very nice for them to share that with us as well, because it's, you know, at the end of the day, a very nice collaborative process back and forth. So we also saw a mood board for the grand suite. So that's like a penthouse. That's yes, that's the top. A, that top. Is. So it's the, the top offer, I think, on, on this. The dog's bollocks. It is. It is the top <laughs> the top one, which, uh, yes, it's. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how much it is to have uh, the top suite for, for a voyage yet, but uh, it is, it'll be right up there. And uh, and was it was it four bedrooms or two? It's two bedrooms, two uh, which suite. you can accommodate for. There is the ability in some instances to convert it with another additional kind of sofa bed. But I think in terms of the clientele and the, the people and that will frequent these spaces, I think it will be two or four to enjoy the space in its entirety. And you um, can have a butler because you can come up the back staircase. There's a separate, a... yeah, there's a separate butler's pantry that connects off the corridor, which in turn connects to the kind of private dining room. And also, you know, whilst you're entertaining other guests on board as you kind of meet others and make new friendships or link with old ones, you're there entertaining guests. And, you know, that butler's pantry directly links into the great living room, which is this very kind of open plan, very generous living room space for entertaining guests. That's something I was really interested by. So you've obviously looked at passenger behaviour, who's likely to be holidaying in that suite. 
And it's somewhere where you expect people to invite others to come would, and join in. Yes. I mean, I would say for some, yes. For others, it's obviously a retreat and it's they're going to be treating it as uh, yeah, if it I'd was... Yeah, I'd want to lock the door. I, I, I think I'd be the same. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because there's plenty of other places to kind of uh, entertain and, and have and have fun with, with guests. But yeah. I think... As as a as an element from a bygone era, that was that's a very kind of signature important thing for Cunard as a brand, and for some guests, it, it still is a kind of a big part of what they do, and so that was that was part of you know the briefing part to create that kind of space, and certainly I think having this very open plan, generous, well proportioned, symmetrical, great living room really really adds to that. It adds to having additional guests. There's breakout areas, different types of seatings. There's a feature, glamorous cocktail bar which will be manufactured by specific British craftsmen as a you know very nice kind of signature element within the uh, penthouse suite. And uh, yeah, I think it, you know, the option is there. It works in different fashions. You know, it is there to be enjoyed solely or, or privately or, or more so to, to entertain guests. And I was fascinated by your choice of colour. You have quite a strong element of green in that room. There's a big, generous, curved sofa what was the journey that got you to the colour scheme? So I think the development of a kind of scheme and a colour palette and a kind of signature colour, shall we say, to the area either comes from many ways. I think certainly for the sweets in terms of this green, I think we've played on using a colour that actually hasn't been really used before in a lot of sweets. It's like an it's, emerald. It's a yeah, very... It's, a very, it's very kind of a deep green colour. I think got to be quite careful with green as a colour actually at sea which we didn't realise because you know in different lights daylight evening setting wherever the ship is in the world the effect of that on green can actually distort it more and it can become quite sickly so we went that's why we went for a very rich deep green to help lessen that impact that's in the in the living room obviously the the green as a, as a, as a bold feature tone uh, and then obviously in the in the bedroom uh, we have the feature rich navy with the contrast of the kind of dusty pinks, which obviously links back to the Cunard brand itself in terms of the rich navy, which links to the, I guess, the hull colour. And obviously gold is ever present in, in all of the spaces <laughs> because uh, that is that is signature throughout. And that is, I think that's the one thing all the designers could uh, adhere to at the very start of the project. Yeah. So have you been to visit her in Venice? I haven't actually. We've only seen as a studio a few uh, videos and uh, photographs of parts of and segments of the ship being launched. Uh, I think it's something that's quite confidential for Cunard as a brand and Fincanti area as a shipyard at the moment. But we shall be very soon hopefully going to Venice to see Queen Anne in her, her entirety and uh, that's very exciting because to date all that we've seen is uh, various little mock-ups and segments of our designs in different parts of Italy, which was for the whole duration of last year and the year before, but that concluded in December. So, yeah. And how is it different from designing for a hotel or, or a residential interior? I mean, it presumably fabric-wise, it has to go through the same does it have to go through any more rigorous testing than, than for a normal hotel? I think in terms of kind of rub counts, I think there's, you know, a very similar wear and tear in terms of a very heavy traffic hotel. In terms of, you know, regulations in terms of stain and fire regulations, I think that's the main thing is the fire regulations. They're very, very strict on, on board maritime projects. And that is something that we've just learned as part of the journey doing this cruise ship for the first time. And presumably everything has to be stuck to the floor. Yes, it does. Um, I mean, you know, loose rugs, I guess, they are secured down. Uh, but generally, that, that 
doesn't happen that much on, on the cruise ship. There's obviously a lot of kind of inset carpets, full width carpets. And yeah, but everything's got to be quite, you know, it's got to stand the rigorous kind of movement of the ship, which is kind of constantly moving in the sea, whether it be rough or calm. So decorative light fittings, the bedside pendants in the penthouse suite or the feature wall lights that uh, adorn the walls of the Britannia restaurant, you know, all have to be secure, fixed in a certain manner. And uh, that that's, again, you know, it's just all part of working to a specification for it to be suitable for a ship. What I wanted to um, just come back to you, because we've had the most fascinating day at this wonderful exhibition, which is running until September, was not only... I'm such a foodie, so of course I was drawn immediately to the uh, menus, which okay, is extraordinary. Yes, yes. I mean, you could have sort of truffled sauce oh, on your turkey for breakfast. Amazing, amazing. Um, but also what was lovely is the um, the daily games, the sports. Yes, I saw that, do. I saw that. So there was, an egg, there was an egg and spoon race for ladies, yes. single ladies, and then there was a separate one for married ladies. Yes. There was a what? pillow fight for gentlemen. You weren't no ladies. But that was at the very end. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's funny how the singles, they came yeah. first, then mar- and then just pillow fights at the very end. Needle threading, which was just for men, because obviously, presumably, women are so adept at it that it was going to be easy. Um, what else was on there? Can you, I mean, it was There's just There's obviously, yeah, I can speak, but it's, it's the fun, funny, fascinating thing for me was, you know, just the multiple iterations of the same race yeah. or the same sport. I don't know where I fit into each of those brackets, but that's just the fascinating thing. And I love the history of it. And just, as you say, touching upon these two specific items, such as the menus, the sports, they're just a little insight, a very specific insight to the to the past. And that's not a design thing, but it's just, it's again, just very, very interesting. Yeah. And that's something, you know, we dwelled on when we were here in 2018 and found all of that stuff equally as important as the actual design itself. And uh, yeah, I think what, what other things we find fascinating. I mean, even just kind of the flamingo on the on the cover of the menu cover upstairs today. The quirkiness of that two tone orange against the blue teal tone was just kind of very brash and stand out. And our design director Lewis Taylor said, "I don't care what we do, but we will do a color scheme and a palette that is linked to this because that is bonkers. But it would be amazing." So there's an area called the pavilion where those tones do coexist together based off that thing from 2018. Well, I can't wait to see it. Hopefully, we'll both be invited on the inaugural voyage. Fingers crossed. <laughs> both think, both fingers I think it's crossed. probably more likely that you'll get there. Anyway, you can you can send me some photos. I think I've got to join the PR team to maybe get uh, to get an invite. <laughs> um, Jason, thank you very much. It was really, really interesting. Lovely to meet you and fascinating to hear the journey of Howard Cunard. And, and let's see, I'm sure there'll be lots and lots of images. I mean, it's so exciting. It's a really important moment in time. Isn't yeah, it? I think I kind of do take that for granted. I, you know, pinch myself, but, you know, working with such a prestigious brand, which has such a rich history, being responsible as a studio for the next era of that is, yeah, really going to be a pretty important moment. So, yeah, very much looking forward to it. And thank you very much for having me. Sustainability has been at the heart of Natural Mat since day one. This year, they became the first bed and mattress company in the UK to gain B Corp status. They also hold the Queen's Award for Sustainability. Using only certified organic materials, Natural Mat's mattresses are better for you and the planet. Visit naturalmat.co.uk. Thank you for joining me today. You can hear more House Guest on British Airways in-flight entertainment in the audio section, along with our sister podcast, Breakout Culture, with Lord Ed Vasey and Charlotte Metcalf. 
This week, they're talking to Jeff Marsh, one of the curators of Aladdin Sane exhibition at Southbank, talking about their iconic album cover and in discussion with legendary Dave Robinson, founder of Stiff Records, who's now on a nationwide one-man tour. You can follow me on Instagram at Carol W. Annett.